to the Prophecy Club. Well, I'm going to be at the Crusade August 29 through August 6, so obviously I can't be out making radio programs. So I did this radio program in advance as a guest on another radio program, so I'm going to cut this up into several programs and play this for you while I am at the Crusade. And it's talking about my new book, How Pre-Trib Won, and the subtitle is How the Lie Beat the Truth and the people would have it so. How pre-trib one. How the lie beat the truth, and the people would have it so. Now I'm going to go ahead and go to me being interviewed in this radio program. Now I understand. Now I also understand to the pastor you're not exactly free to preach the word of God as your conscience and the Holy Spirit leads you. I understand. Now let's go to chapter 2. Chapter 2 is, will the congregation understand? You see, I understand Pastors, you may have many very good reasons for your position on the rapture. I understand, but the congregation members, will they understand? See, because at some point, the people will finally wake up. They're going to finally discover themselves in the tribulation. At some point, it will be obvious that even to the most pre-trib person, that the pre-trib rapture should have already happened. Jesus should have already come and got them. Yet, all the Christians, all of their friends are still on earth. It may happen on their own, but when their godless friends come around making fun of them, sticking fingers in their face, mocking them and laughing because no one left in the air. Trouble has arrived. The Christians are in just as much trouble as the sinners. And just like Second Peter 3.3 3 says, knowing this first, that there will come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since our fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning. What happened to your pre-trib rapture? What happened to your little Jesus that was supposed to come and get you in the air? Well, I thought you were supposed to miss all this. What happened to you? And they get mad. They get mad. Look, I understand. But will the congregation members understand when their wives and their children have no food? It is it's one thing when a small statured man is angry. That's one thing. But it's another thing when a large rancher or farmer <laughs> looking like a mountain is banging on your front door, towering over you, and he's wanting answered. I heard you knew. I heard you knew that the pre-trib was a lie. Why did you stand there Sunday and Sunday after Sunday promising us that we were not going to see any trouble? I was counting on you to tell me the truth. I was depending on you. You lied to me. You lied to me, and you knew you lied to me. You see, I understand, but will the people understand? Will they understand when there are several hundred of your former congregation members standing on your porch with torches in their hands, wanting answers, banging on your front door, threatening to burn your house down, burn the church down? Will the people be using kindness and love and forgiveness? Will the people understand when you try to tell them, well, but, 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 I, I, I had no choice, you see. I, 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 I was forced. I was, that, that's it. That's it. I was forced. I was forced. I had to, I had to tell you pre-trib. I had to, or I'd lose my job. But see, I understand. But are your congregation members going to understand? Will they understand when you tell them, well, but, 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 but that's what they taught me in Bible college. Will they understand when your children at home? Worse, in some hole, hiding with no food, shivering in the cold, unprepared physically, mentally, spiritually for what has now slapped them in the face. What will you say when they ask? 
Why did you only preach roses and candy and not tribulation and prophecy? Will they understand when you try to explain? You did not take the time to study it out thoroughly and bring them the hard truth. Pastor, you do understand your congregation members will not be hunting down or blaming your professors or your board members. You do understand they're going to be coming from you. You do understand that, don't you? They want answers. And they want their answers from the church leader. They want answers from the man or the woman that stood behind the pulpit each week. You and your family will be hunted down. And possibly some very bad things might come to you. You've really thought this through, have you? You see, pre-trib is actually the easy road today. But is it worth the pain when the truth comes out? You see, in the short run, pre-trib is, well, it's the easy road. But at the end of the day... The truth is what makes us three. I once said the congregation will hunt down the pastors and beat them and burn their churches when they wake up and find themselves in the tribulation. When their friends are mocking them, saying, where is the promise of his coming? Since our fathers fell asleep, all the things of the world remain the same. Where is your precious little Jesus who was coming to save you? What happened? Did you get left behind? But you see, when your congregation members are mocked and laughed at, they're not, they're not going to be coming just looking for you. They're going to want an explanation. And they're not going to be nice about it. They're not going to be too Christian. They're not going to be too forgiving. They're not going to understand. You will not tell them or why you didn't tell them the truth. They counted on you. They trusted you. You told him. You told them that they would not see any trouble. And now here it is. They're in the middle of it. They're in trouble. They have no electricity, no running water, no food. Angry is not strong enough a word to describe how they feel. They want revenge. They want blood. And all that Jesus stuff, it's out the window. They feel like God abandoned them. God lied to them. They are mad as, yeah, H-E-L-L. They are mad. They're mad at God. They will walk away from God. They will take that mark of the beast. They will become the worst of the worst, hunting down. They will start killing every Christian they can find. Oh, Stan, you got scripture for that? Unfortunately, I do. Jeremiah sixteen sixteen. Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they fish them. And after I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, from every hill, out of the holes of the rocks. You see, this verse is telling believers not to report people to the new world order. Indirectly, it is telling us that that's exactly what they're going to do. It's Revelation 13.10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here's the patience. That means don't quit. And faith of the saints. What it's really saying is Christians are going to be turning in Christian. Let, let me rephrase. Former Christians, uh, pre-trib rapture disappointed Christians are going to be the worst ones. Our enemies are not going to be the Muslims or the Buddhists or even the atheists. They're going to be the former Christians. And that's exactly what Pastor Dana's Coverstone just said this past week. He said, and I wrote it in my book, what, a month ago. Just this past week, he said, our biggest problem is going to be former Christians. Pastors, you better think this through. Is it easier to fix the small problems of Christians crying, scared over prophecies at the end time, angry board members losing your job, dealing with the anger of all the people you consoled with the pre-trib doctrine? My suggestion is lose your job today 
or worse tomorrow. Lose your friends today or worse tomorrow. They will not understand. They will not forgive. They will not be so Christian after a few weeks of no food and friends laughing and mocking them. Now let's go on to the next one. Chapter 3. Will God understand? You see, I understand, but many of the congregation members, they're probably not going to understand. But the question is, the real question is, will God understand? So let's take that question. So will God say, oh, well, you want enough souls by consoling people to get them to come into church, to make the church grow, and to keep the elders happy making church payments? I understand. Or will God say, well, you know, you did it for a good cause, besides uh, most of your other pastor friends taught pre-trib. What will God say when many, perhaps even most of your congregation members, did not make it into heaven, but instead burn in the lake of fire and brimstone with the beast, false prophet, and Satan for all eternity because you taught them pre-trib, because they turned from Christ and joined those in the extinction of Christians. They actually began to kill Christians and report them to the new world order of the beast to take the mark of the beast. Will God look at your heart and see you wanted to teach the truth, but due to X, Y, and Z, you, you just couldn't. Will Jesus wash all your sins away? Will you hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Well, I hope so. But will God understand when you say, oh, please forgive me? Will that make it all okay? Will your works be burned up because you knew you were teaching error? Will you be allowed to enter eternity even though your works were burned up? Well, I pray that you get into eternity somehow. You see, I want to believe that this does not apply to a pastor in a New Testament church. I want to believe Jesus will be easier on us today, but but I'm not the judge, and I might not get what I want. I understand pastors today want to speak, speak smooth things and encouragement. I do as well. I hate to see people leave my church. But when our nation is under judgment, I have to speak the truth. If the tribulation is judgment upon the world, then what is the judgment on the church? Well, when when would this judgment come? Before the tribulation? You see, I think so, because First Peter 4.17 says, The time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. See, from everything I've read in the prophecies of the Bible and the modern prophets, it's all understanding that fall of America is imminent and it will come before the tribulation. I hope we have more time, but maybe not. Now, let me read a prophecy. November 21, 1994, this is from Dimitri Dudeman, and I explained in the book that I'm going to explain later who he is. But it says, Awaken, my people, says the voice of the Lord. Be passive no longer. Draw closer today more than ever, for the day of my vengeance is ready to begin. I will shake the earth from its foundation. Now, here it is. I will require punishment of all those who say they do my will, yet, through what they do, they blaspheme my name. I will punish prophets, preachers, singers, and all those that do a work, yet they do it for their own glory. I will judge and punish the entire world, only those that today sit at my feet in meekness, weeping and worshiping me, asking for my help, will rejoice in the protection of the arm of the Lord on that day. That doesn't sound like it's pre-trib. Change your hearts today for my people, for the days are numbered until I will begin my vengeance. My eye sees in the light as well in the darkness, my people. There is nowhere you can hide from the eye of God. Liars, imposters, those that are covetous, all those who have only a form of godliness, is that pre-trib? But deny the power of, I will judge them. 
I will judge the whole world. I will shake it from its foundations. In many places there will be massacres. In many places there will be massacres. In many places there will be... Hmm. Those that today worship me with faithfulness will be the only ones protected on that day. The horn is ready to sound for the start of the battle. Yet, those that worship me in spirit and truth, I will protect. Notice he didn't say anything about a rapture. I will protect, for I am God. Everything you see around you will be no more. Everything will be destroyed and burned in fire. Do not be passive. Draw close to me, for I come to avenge and fulfill all that was said in the past. I'm going to skip the next part of it. Instead, I'm going to go to critical foundations. But first of all, Shannon, do you have a comment here, or should I continue? We're live with Pastor Stan Johnson. Brother, this is excellent. Please continue. All right. Okay, so now let's go to critical foundations. You see, what I've discovered is the reason pre-trib is taught is because they don't have the secret door. They don't have some foundations that is necessary to understand it. And so consequently, they read a scripture and they can't put it in correct chronological order because the prophecies of Revelation are not in correct chronological order. I guess I should take a second and explain that. So back in 2017... I memorized the book of Revelation. It was just going to be a project. I didn't think anything special was going to happen. But I began to get revelations. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. God showed me that the word first fruits, found in Leviticus 23.10 and Revelation 14.4, is actually a secret door. A secret door that links the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. The feasts are the pattern that prophecies of Revelation fit into. It's kind of like when you were a kid and you were jumping over those squares that you'd drawn on the concrete. They call it hopscotch. Remember that you had one box, then you had two boxes, and you had one box, and you had two boxes. Well, those boxes on the floor, that represents the feasts. And then what goes into those boxes, well, prophecies go into those boxes. Well, I discovered the secret door. Now, I'll get to the secret door in a minute. Matter of fact, I wrote a whole book on it, so it's it's kind of deep. It's kind of it's kind of complicated to try to explain in 10 minutes. I don't even know that I can possibly can. But if you understand some foundations, then all of a sudden, not only will the prophecies of Revelation start popping and lights will be start turning on, and for the first time, you will understand Revelation like you've never explained it in your life, and I guess I should take a second and tell you, yes, the book called The uh, the Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecies has been out for two years, and it has sold very, very well. As a matter of fact, to this day, I don't think I've got one complaint saying that I have a hole in my head, or I don't know what I'm talking about, or don't go in the wind because you're going to whistle because of the hole in your head. <laughs> you know, I mean, Everybody likes it. It, it, is, it, it is. I think it is becoming the definitive book to help people to understand Bible prophecy, like perhaps no other book. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55 at prophecyclub.com. Now, let me give some of these critical foundations, because if you don't understand some foundations, then when we go through prophecies, you won't understand it. Now, I've only got 20 minutes to explain what I need another hour to explain, but I will explain as much as I can. Uh, speaking of that, Shannon, uh, do we oh, have to yes. stop? Do we have to stop at the top of the hour? 
No, let me clarify. I've got you blocked for two hours, so you can have all or any portion of it you want. So you just take your time. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. All right. Well, then we got the time. So here we go. All right. So now let's go to Chapter 4, Critical Foundations. So what is the Morning Star? I'm going to say that before God showed me, and this is one of the major revelations I got before, I, I never heard of the morning star. I mean, I heard Jesus was the bright morning star, but I never knew what the morning star was. Well, because I didn't understand the morning star, there was a whole lot of things that I didn't understand a lot of the prophecies. Well, I'm about to explain the morning star to you. So Revelation 22:16. <clears throat> See, Jesus is the bright morning star. But some of us is actually going to be given the gift of the morning star. Now, Revelation twenty two sixteen, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. Here it is. Here it is. And the bright and morning star. Okay, so Jesus is the bright and morning star. Bright and morning star. That means that he's the brightest of the morning stars. Okay, but what's the morning star? Well, the morning star is actually a light sword which comes out of the mouth and turns those it hits into ashes, destroying both soul and body, if they're sinners. Now, let me explain what happens on the day of the Lord. And I'm going to, as I go through, you're going to start seeing this. On, we, we all have heard the dead in Christ shall rise first. Yes, okay, everybody heard that, okay? But we don't understand exactly what happens with that. Here's the way it happens when Jesus returns. He returns at midnight. He is the thief that returns in the night. So at midnight, Isaiah seventeen fourteen says, In the evening tide they are, and the morning they are not. So the day of the Lord is less than 24 hours. It is the wrath of God. And that's what the morning started. It is the wrath of God. So the first thing that happens on that day when Jesus returns is eternity enters into time. Now I'm going to explain that because that's a, another foundation I'll get to in just a second. And that's what causes the heavens roll back like a scroll. So we don't have Jesus that we see way off from some planet heaven coming. It's like a whole nother dimension that is right above us, just in another dimension, and that eternity simply rolls the heavens back like a scroll. And darkness or blackness, which is eternity, I'll get to that in a second, comes in. And that's the reason he says, and he returns with a cloud. So those clouds are not white clouds. Those clouds are darkness, blackness. Woe unto those that desire the day of the Lord. For it is not a day of light, but it is a day of darkness and gloominess and thick clouds and darkness, because that's eternity entering into the world. Then he pulls out the morning star. The first thing he does is pull out all of the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ from around the globe explode out of the graves. So they're up in the, up in the air, and then he hits the earth with the morning star. This takes place in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Those people whose name is in the book of life, all of a sudden out of their belly flows rivers of living water. In an instant, that fast, we get our glorified bodies. We get all of our crowns, our rewards, our mantles, our garments. We get everything, 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 all in that same instant. And also in that same instant, all of the tares are burned. Gather you first the tares, bind them into bundles. That's gathering them into the cities. Bind them into bundles, cast bundles, cast them into the fire, and gather my wheat into the barn. And after the burning, fifteen days later, on the new on tabernacles, I, may, I don't even think I'll get to that today. Order the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. It'll explain that to you. So anyway, <clears throat> so the morning star 
is the light out of his mouth. He blows with the breath of his nostrils. It is he brandishes his sword. That morning star goes all the way to the center of the earth. It sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. Psalm 97, 3 says, The hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. Another place it says, The hills melt like water running down a steep place. This is when every valley is exalted. This is when he arises to shake terribly the earth. Every valley is exalted. Every mountain and hill are made low. The crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made smooth. And there's no more, there's no more sea. It is, the earth is a nice round smooth ball. All of that takes place in less than 24 hours. Now, that starts, I should say, the making of destroying the old heaven and the old earth and making the new heaven and the new earth takes about 10 days. That's the difference between uh, the day of the Lord on trumpets and then 10 days later is atonement. That's the great white throne, which we probably won't have time to get into. All of that's explained in Secret Door book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. So back to the morning star. What is the morning star? The morning star is a light sword that he blows out of his mouth, and it turns those it hits into ashes. I'll show you the scripture on that in a second. Destroying both body and soul. It was probably the sword keeping people from the tree of life, tree of life in the Garden of Eden. It was also given to Jesus, the two witnesses, and the overcomers. Revelation 2.26. And he that overcometh that keepeth my works to the end, to him will I give power over the nations. That's us. Now, let me explain what an overcomer is. An overcomer <clears throat> are those people that see the beast, hear the beast, but do not receive the beast, his work, his image, his mark, his number. We don't do that. In other words, the New Testament, and that's a whole other explanation, what's an overcomer. So I'll just say that just briefly. I'm kind of weaving everything together here, but let's, let's get back to it. He that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, to him will I give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, meaning if they break a rule, they're punished immediately. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, that means they're turned to ashes, even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. So what that's saying is those people that see the beast, hear the beast, but don't take his mark, they are become, they're given the blessings of the overcomers. And there's eight blessings for being an overcomer. One of them is that you will rule over the nations. Now, that's another one of the foundation principles. Who are the nations? Uh, those are the people that don't take the mark of the beast, but they didn't receive Jesus either. That's the short explanation. The morning star, those people that are overcomers, we get that morning star. You see, the two witnesses also have the morning star. Revelation eleven three, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Now, when it says two olive trees and candlesticks, it's saying that they pour the anointing of God out upon the earth. What is the anointing of God? He's about to tell you. And if any man will hurt them, listen carefully, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. That tells you, those two scriptures tells you, what the morning star is. The morning star is so much energy, so much light in that person's body that if someone bugs them, these two witnesses just, what we would think is like blowing air on them. We just like <laughs> blow a breath at them, except for it's not breath. It's not air. It comes out. It is the morning star. 
and it burns both body and soul. They fall to the ground in a pile of ashes and bones. Stan, you got scripture on that? Yes, sir. Bunches of them. Let's go on. So Jesus uses the morning star to burn the tares on the day of the Lord, the day of trumpets. Revelation 19.11, Jesus also uses it to destroy the tares when he returns the second time. That's another thing. We'll get to that. Jesus is actually going to return two more times. I'll say it again. He's going to return two more times. I'll give you a scripture on it in a minute. Revelation 19.11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And out of his mouth, here it is, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with the rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress. What's the winepress? Well, what's the difference between a tare and a wheat? Well, they grow together until the harvest. But the grape, well, the grapes don't grow among the wheat. They grow over in the vineyard. So a grape, in this analogy, is someone that does not receive Jesus, not heard Jesus. They probably don't live in a Christian country. The grapes are normally people that live in other countries where there are little to no Christians at all. So it says, he treaded the wine press. This is saying, <clears throat> I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. My new book, How Pre-Trib Won, is divided into four quadrants. First of all, it answers the question, How Pre-Trib Won? The next quadrant sets the foundations that you'll need to understand the truth about the rapture. The third segment is explaining the post-trib rapture. And the fourth section is 25 pre-trib questions answered. I believe it's going to be the definitive book that is going to finally answer the question about the rapture. Is it pre, mid, or post? It's called How Pre-Trib Won, How the Lie Beat the Truth, and the People Would Have It So. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. It's a quick read that will finally answer your questions about the rapture. How Pre-Trib Won, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Most people agree that the book of Daniel is the most difficult book in the Bible to understand. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains the parts of Daniel that us tribulation saints are going to need to know. It exposes the plans of the Antichrist, how to spot the Antichrist, his physical appearance, the sound of his voice, how he rises to power and takes over the world. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer him in shrink wrap sets of 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. Then you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. 
I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be, don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maria Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. 1 for 20, 5 for 30, 10 for 55. 1 for 20, 10 for 30, 20 for 40 at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. Each single Prophecy Club DVD is a gift of $30. In that you know the Internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However, at WatchProphecyClub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at WatchProphecyClub.com. That's WatchProphecyClub.com. What a deal. Click like, share, and subscribe.